Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Mad Timothy. We have Maisie the zombie dog on the couch with us again. We will post another picture of Maisie because mm-hmm. people seem to like the pictures of Maisie because mm-hmm. she's adorable. We went to the vet this weekend. Yes. Got some shots. Yes. She's very cuddly. Yeah. So tonight we're going to talk about the Stormy Daniels interview. No, wait. <laughs> that's a different show. Sorry. We are not going to talk about the Stormy Daniels interview uh, because I'm sure that if you cared, you either watched it or you can get all of your information from the interwebs. And I didn't watch it. I didn't, no, no, you and the kids are watching a cake cooking show. Nailed it. Okay, there we go. Nailed it. So uh, probably a, a more useful and fulfilling uh, experience. So no, we're not going to talk about talk about that. We are going to talk about The Walking Dead because this is Apocalypse Now. Yeah, the podcast where you, Dustin, mm-hmm. and me, Timothy, uh, we talk about The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead, which is coming back in April. It's I like know. Right around the corner. Like, well, they're, they're not giving us any chance. There's to... three episodes left in this season, mm-hmm. and then apparently, I guess if, if I've done the math right, it's like the next week is going to be Fear the Walking Dead. So. Yeah. Uh, but then again, we've also established that we are terrible with math on yeah. this show, and we've not been able to count out anything ever. So it'll be in that ballpark, though. We've been looking at the trailers, and the trailers look the right. trailers look pretty decent. We're kind they're, of looking forward to uh, it. They're making some real changes. And I would love to say that tonight's episode of The Walking Dead maintained the overall relatively high quality of the of the episode so far since the show came back. But you can't say that. I cannot say that. I would like to say that. I really, really would. But this show... So, folks, we're sitting here on the couch. We're watching the episode. You can hear Dustin's teeth starting to (laughs) grind. And then he whips around and looks at me (laughs) and says, I am so... Very angry right now. <laughs> I don't think I said very angry. I think I may have said I'm so fucking mad. He may have said that instead. Yes, and, and I, I said it more than one time um, because this episode was infuriating, making like I can't even. I don't even know if I can say bad. I don't even know if I can say that it was so, bad. So the problem with this episode is that. Overall, if you look at the broad strokes of the episode, uh-huh. it's fine. Right. If you look at the broad strokes, if we were five, just to five say, minute yeah. increments, okay? If you talked about everything that happened every five minutes, you'd be talking about a but, very solid episode. Yeah, if you or if you were just to describe it to people, you know, if you if your friend was like, I missed Walking Dead last night, what happened? Which no one ever does in the world of spoilers, and you told them what happened, you would describe a cool thing like like something that worked, but in in the watching of it, no. There's basically five minutes of the show in the middle. Mm-hmm. Uh, tail at middle, last third of the show, last third of the right. show. Right, yeah. That is so wrong. Breathtakingly, achingly bad. That 
we were watching this going, what, why are, what, no, what stop, is, why, how is, no, how hey, is this a thing stop. that happens? No. So the basic premise here, of course, is that, is that, uh, Simon and the, the saviors, the saviors, Simon, the saviors and Dwight. Right. <laughs> Cause Dwight definitely is still on the outside. Uh, he's in, he's in with the saviors again, but he's, he's not one of them. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about this episode is that there are like three different conversations that happen in the course of this episode that you and I have been talking about mm-hmm. the show wanting to, to have. And they were there, which mm-hmm. was really interesting. So they're coming to attack the hilltop. And the, the lookouts see it and they do the like, mark, mark, mark of horns to let the hilltop know they're coming. Yep. Right? Everybody prepares, everybody gets ready. And then the sa- when the saviors arrive, hilltop folks have put. Uh, strips across the roads. Uh, right. Uh, nail, board nails. Board, and... Yeah, and so they managed to stop the convoy of safer trucks, what, I don't know, a few hundred yards? Yeah. And I think the gates are actually open. Like, Maggie has planned, essentially, an ambush. Mm-hmm. She does not know that the saviors are coming to kill everybody. Simon's plan is to kill everyone. Later in the episode, she will acknowledge that she more or less knew that sending the the savior that back in the box, back mm-hmm. in the the coffin to Negan, was an invitation to come attack. Right. Because she wants Negan's head. Right. She wants the last thing. She says the last thing. She wants the last thing he sees to be the first husband's grave. Which you know we've actually talked about. Like we need. I want some motivation for Maggie. I want to know why she's you know so bloodthirsty at this time. And that was a good. I think. Uh, but she also is realizing that this is coming at a cost. Right. And it's one thing to have that cost be a hypothetical. Right. Um, but when she's watching the greys actually get dug, and that's a completely other thing. And, like, day after day mm-hmm. being dug. So, anyway, um, she and Simon exchanged pleasantries over some walkie-talkies, which, you know, they got them some Duralel, Duracell Duralast batteries <laughs> because those just, like... We've talked about this. A lot of the things that they used in The Walking Dead would probably have died by this point. Batteries, gasoline. Yeah. These sort of things that just don't work as long as the events of... But, you know, Simon starts his attack. So there's this whole... The whole the whole Negan, the whole Negan thing where they're always like, I am I am Negan. Right. Simon, of course, is expressing that he's talking. He's He speaks for Negan. And, of course, right. he's not. Maggie doesn't care at this point. So... So as they're sitting there all, you know, talking and we're going to go in in there. And, and he, Simon's tell, reminding them that this is no longer a, a, a scare mission. This is a let's kill them all mission. Because right. he's taken over and his thing is kill them all. But Daryl comes up with a machine gun on his motorcycle and basically starts laying down fire. Well, of course, the saviors start running towards this open gate and they, they run into the hilltop compound. Well, yeah, they basically say, you know, they see the gate and it's open. It goes, they go, get in after him and get get through the gate. And as they go in... And slams right into the bus that, that <laughs> Maggie's got waiting for them. And so then they're basically boxed in, in this little area that she's created at the gate to basically kill them all. And some of them escape and they start hacking at people with... with Contaminated weapons. Well, there's and... also a bunch of guys in the back. Uh, there's a whole bunch of archers. They got mm-hmm. crossbows and compound bows, right? And they actually do a fair amount of damage with those, right? Um, 
before they get up and start moving into closer to the hand-in-hand combat kind right. of things. And before all of this started, you know, there was a couple of minutes where everybody kind of was standing around talking and, in you know, their little vignettes, like, Sadiq goes to the to the doctor who's in charge and, like, volunteers, and she, like, I don't, you don't know what you don't know, and he's like, but if you teach me that I will know what I don't know. Yeah, she, he walks to the door and she's like, put the tiles over there, and he's like, you know, I could do a little more than that, and mm-hmm. she's like... How much training do you have? And he goes, second year. She yeah. goes, so you've never done this, and you've never done this, and you've never done this. He looks at her and goes, listen, lady, it's been two years since the apocalypse. We have a date now. They yeah. actually give us a time. And he's like, I've been doing a lot of things I've never done before. Yeah. So maybe if you would stop treating me like, you know, a, a, the worst thing that ever happened. And she looks at her and goes, I like you. And I'm like... I would have looked at her and gone, I don't like you. Yeah. But <laughs> she's awful. she's wearing a flak jacket and she gives him one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh look, they're putting their medical professionals in some sort of like, you know, thing to show their medical professionals. Because the well, yeah, because the track record on medical professionals in this show has gotten really, really bad. It's right. almost as bad as being a, a black male right. on this show. Well they got called one. out. They got called out I for that. No. And so they had to kind of stop <laughs> killing off their black guys. But now they can kill off doctors. Right, because doctors come in every, you know... Yeah. Anyway, so another snippet is Carol talking to... Ezekiel talking to fucking Henry. Oh, God, Henry. And he's like, I want a gun because I want to help. And she's like, no, you're going to stay in the house. And he's like, but I want a gun because I want to help. You'll shoot your eye out. And she's like, shut up. No. And, And so basically she stops him at that moment. And Dustin looks over at me and goes... God, I want him to die. Yeah, I and, hate... and then he's like, um, "Wait, I don't want to. I don't want children in general to die. Right. But <laughs> just this specific just particular. One? It reminds me a lot of Sophia too from back in that those days because I remember being like, "Oh my God, when are they going to kill this kid?" Well, or, or Carl uh, uh-huh. in like season two and season yeah. three. The, this show has a really like it's like that uncle that you have. That can't relate to a child. Mm. And it's just like, well, hello, small person. Would you like a brandy? <laughs> and you're like, I'm eight. And he's like, oh, well, find me in ten years. Right. And so then, when you like roll up on that uncle in ten years, he's like, I have some marijuana. And you're like, awesome. <laughs> and then you have an awesome relationship with your cool uncle. But when you're a kid, this doesn't know how to relate to you. I, I did not have this anybody in my family who well, this I mean, falls into this. This category. is a hypothetical sure. uncle. Just, like this, I didn't really have that. This uncle is either. not a healthy relationship. And when family, I was eighteen, if my adult should if, be called. if my aunts or uncles had said to me, "Oh, I've got some marijuana," I would have been like, "That's the devil's lettuce." So you know. <laughs> It was very conservative. I never heard the phrase. I was Devil's very conservative before. as a child. Oh my gosh, I was horrible. You oh my. hated me. Oh my. Um, so anyway, I think that's how The Walking Dead is. Like, it does not know how to handle children. Like, no. and sh- that's why that's why Judith has been a silent toddler for the last two years. They don't know how to deal with her. That's why every kid that it's ever been on this show has been awful. Once you get into like the the junior high, high school, high school age, high school age. Once you're mm-hmm. once you get into Carl's teenage years, Carl became an interesting character. Right. You either if you if you have small 
children who are broken, mm -hmm. like Sophia and Puppy, right? They become interesting because they're clearly insane, right? Well, Puppy was not insane; she was just trying to do her best. She was, she was, she wasn't like dangerous insane, but she was definitely broken. Right. Well, they were all broken. But see, this is the problem: is that they're not, well, they're not giving. Uh, the kids, they're wanting these kids to be characters, but the only way they can think to make them characters on the show is to make them psychopaths. Well, I mean... Because they did it every... Look at, if you look at any kid, every kid, with the exception, exception of original Sophia, and the only reason that original Sophia wasn't a psychopath is because she was around, she had like four lines. And then she was dead. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to argue the point with you because I can't. Because I'm right. You are right. <laughs> so the problem here is that little Henry is... Legitimately the worst. He's like, I, I can fight too. And everyone needs to look at him and goes, you are a child. Shut up. Yeah, take the armor off of him, kick his little ass, and send him to grade school. Lock him in a closet or something because this kid is going to get himself killed. Uh, we'll get back. We'll get to that, yeah. So, because he's in that five minutes, the whole uh, five minutes. Okay. Yeah, and the good thing, the good news is they concentrated all that five minutes, the five terrible minutes, into one place, mm -hmm. so you could hate that five minutes and enjoy right. the rest of the episode. So, so, and another five minute snippet. Maggie is doing something, and the the blonde savior prisoner of war with the scruffy little beard, the the, the guy who they keep trying to make happen. Yeah, he basically is like, look, you know. Or no, she he's being put on some sort of task. And, you know, so they, they have a minor interaction. So anyway, that's all before Simon and the other saviors arrive. The 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 big strength of this episode is that there are moments of quiet contemplation. Mm -hmm. I com right. I've complained for several episodes that this show needs to give everybody just a minute. Mm -hmm. Give them a oh, minute to deal with Tara this. Tara and Daryl talk. Yeah. And and they have completely flipped sides. Daryl is now Dwight's evil, and he left with the saviors. And Tara is like, no, he tried to help us by leading them away. He's on our side. And Daryl is like, but he killed your girlfriend. And she's like, yeah, and I'll probably hate him forever for that. But I don't I think he's trying to make up for it. And then she says the thing we have been wanting her to say for a really long time, which is, I was with the governor. Mm-hmm. I, your brother was with the governor. And Daryl points out, my brother was wrong for his whole <laughs> life. Yeah. And then, but then he says, but you would have figured it out. You figured it out and you were able to change sides. And she says, don't you think that that's what Dwight's trying to do? And Daryl says, no. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. And Rick and, Rick and Michonne have a scene together mm -hmm. where Rick is, and well, Rick Rick talks to Maggie about he goes I, he goes I had a chance I tried to get after Negan it didn't work but but I tried I mm -hmm. had to try and she's like thank you for trying yeah and then he has a, a similar scene where Michonne comes up on him after after the assault after mm -hmm. they've driven them away they she he's pulling the boards off the windows uh -huh. and we're we're looking at each other going why are you doing <laughs> that you and he's like because he Maggie turned off the AC because we have to save fuel so the kids are gonna just you know, we got to let some air, get some air in here. And she's, we're like, oh, okay, uh, that makes sense. And, and Michonne's trying to talk to him, and he's just like, I can't, I tried to kill him, I had, I had to, I had to. And he kept saying it, and I, I said, if, if he says it two, two more times, he's trying to convince himself. He right. knows he's wrong. 
and he's trying to convince himself. And I don't, I don't know if that's where they're going with it, but that's what it really felt like at that moment. Right. And he, Rick has a moment with Sadiq later where Sadiq... Because another... Apparently Rick was wounded either last episode or sometime in this episode. And first, Michonne asks to, bunge, to, to take care of him, and then, and then uh, Sadiq does. And he says, you know, there's a prayer for the dead. And at the end of that prayer, it says, do not lead me in astray in following them. And Rick says, stop. And I think, that, I think that kind of feeds into Rick's, you know, I tried. Yeah. I, I, I had to try. Um, he knows it, and he's not willing to, right. willing to accept it. Um, and then we have Morgan going, throughout the course of the episode, Morgan is having hallucinations. Of Gavin. Because, and, and Gavin with, you know, Post-neck wound, Gavin. Mm-hmm. Blood down his front. And Gavin's like, you know what it is. And Morgan's like, Jacob Marley? Is that yeah. you? And <laughs> he's like, Yo, you, basically he says, you should have killed me. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't have been the kid. You shouldn't have let the kid kill me. That's not the words he's using. Right. It's like, you know what it is. It should, it, you know, it, was, it should have been you. Right. And, and it's eating at Morgan. And this vision will pop up in the middle of battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just, you know, Morgan is dealing with the fact that he clearly blames himself for yeah. letting horrible little children become murderers. Right. So the battle, so the so in the course of all of yeah, this. Yeah, so all that, yeah, and then the battle happens and... Well, the other thing that we have to talk about the battle, and I know we're jumping around a lot this episode, and I'm sorry about that. Well, because um, it's, yeah. But Maggie tells Simon, I have your men, and uh, right. I will kill them if you, you know, they're hostages. Mm-hmm. I will kill them if you don't go away. Mm-hmm. And he says, kill them. <laughs> they failed. We don't like prisoners here, and if they can't get out on their own, they're not good enough for mm-hmm. us. And the red <laughs> scrubby little blonde guy's like... See, why would we want to go back? Like, even if we wanted to go back, why would we go back to these people? Well, and the and then at that point, um, uh, Gregory looks at Maggie, and because Gregory is incapable of saying anything that isn't just the wrong thing, mm-hmm. he goes, "Do you ever think this dumb little plan of yours is going to work?" And she's like, "Yeah." <laughs> people pop out of nowhere and start shooting, and basically they get to the point where they've blown out. You know, it's all dark. Yeah, and so. Uh, oh, yeah, so the battle is, like, actually very, very good, because, like, it starts off, you know, it looks like the saviors are going to get in, and, but then they realize it's a trap, and then there's the fight, and then all of a sudden all the lights go out, and the saviors are like, oh, well, they've retreated into the house. They've run away before, so maybe they ran away, and they're going up there, and Simon's like, I can't see a damn thing. And so he starts doing that stupid whistle. Well, and at this point, you pointed out that one of the problems with this show, one of the many problems with this show, and this is something that's gone on for a long, long time, is that you have no sense mm-hmm. whatsoever of how many people are actually involved at any given moment, right. in any given scene. Because there are... We have no idea how many saviors are involved in oh, this, in this, in this assault. Yeah. And so, because we just watched a whole bunch of them get killed. Mm-hmm. And then the, there's like... 30 or 40 people gathered around the around the cars uh-huh. uh, when the lights go out. And so they're coming up and they're, they're, they're creeping up and he does start doing the dumb whistle thing. 
And you looked over and went, she's going to turn the lights on now, isn't she? And yeah. the lights all come on. And <laughs> Hilltop opens fire. And they're all just like, look around. Oh, no. It were a trap. It were a trap this whole time. Well, they're running around. They're trying to kill everybody. And Simon and Dwight are, are together. Uh-huh. And they come up and they see... Tara. Tara over there uh, behind a car. And they're kind of behind her. Simon's like, I'm going to I'm gonna get her. Do you want to... Or do you do want to get her? And he goes, no, you know what? I'll get the next one. And he's like, all right. And he goes around and... Daryl sees him, and Daryl draws a bead on him. He sees Dwight, so he's even more angry. Uh-huh. And then uh, Simon's running up there, and Dwight raises his crossbow and shoots Tara in the shoulder. And Daryl opens fire. And what Dwight has done here, which is the course of the episode, it looks more and more like Dwight took that shot on purpose mm-hmm. and winged her so that she didn't get killed. Right. And But that's not what that's not what Daryl sees. Well, and, you know, we will. I guess we'll have to find out... We'll, the actress who plays Tara is on Fear the Walking De- or Talking Dead right now, mm-hmm. but we're muted, so I don't we don't know what she's saying. Uh, but I my theory is is that Dwight didn't poison his arrows. It would be perfectly in keeping for Dwight not to have poisoned his arrows, and so because everyone else who gets cut turns, and we'll get to that horribleness in a minute. But Tara never does. Well, Tara hasn't done yet. And so and yeah, we don't know. I don't know. I feel like I feel like that this is going to be the next episode. Will will that will do a you know? Well, she never turned, and Daryl saw Dwight shoot her, and that means he's really on our side. I think that's what we're going to get. Oh, I think episode. you're right. Because all right, so we have the big, the big fight scene, and they drive them away, and. It's, I mean, it's a really good fight scene. It's very right. well done. It establishes that the the hilltop, you know, Maggie is a very good tactician. Right. Uh, and that she's got the people around her to put this thing together. And she drove away Simon and... And everybody's like, that's when we get the first mention of cost. That she's watching the guys be buried. And the, the female knight of the kingdom who has been basically working under Maggie for this whole season says that to her says you're really strong you're a very strong leader I didn't think that I I knew you were a good leader I just didn't realize how you know how good you really were until last night and Maggie tell that's when Maggie tells her you know you know all of this was really I sent that dead savior to Negan to make him mad. I wanted to draw him here because I want to be the one to kill him. Right. I just didn't realize what the, the that there would be a call. Like this I don't I don't think I, don't I, I, I think it's less that she didn't realize there was going to be a cost. It's just that she she was rationalizing the cost. Yeah. And now she's looking at the she's looking at the legitimate cost. There are bodies on the ground right. and under the ground. In the course of this fight, by the way, um that perfectly ordinary, pleasant guy, big guy uh, from Alexandria. Thank you. The big guy from Alexandria, super the, nice guy. The he's, guy that that Carol kissed that one time, right? And he's he's in the background of a lot of shots. You know, he's not. He's, he carried Judith for a little while. He gets stabbed, right? And Sadiq comes in and takes care of him and gets him. Uh, you know, All, a lot of people get injured with get medical attention, but he has a nice little interaction with Carol when he's after he's hurt. Uh, during the battle, he's like, "Hi, mm-hmm. 
nice to see you again. And she's like, shut up. And Sidney <laughs> comes over and, and lets her go back into the battle. And then afterwards, he's sitting in their, in their little makeshift uh, 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 doctor's or surgery area. And he's like, so if, if all I had to do is get stabbed to get your attention, I would have got this done a long time yeah. ago. And she's like, you're not Quiet, funny. You know. <laughs> and they talk about the fact that you know he really was falling in love with her. Mm-hmm. And she was pretending um, and he said, was any of it real? And she goes, well, it was pretending. Mm-hmm. And then it might have been becoming real, and that's when I had to leave. And he's like, huh, all right. Um, and, you know, she's, you know, basically, you're a good man. You know, I wish I could have been who, I, who you wanted, that kind of conversation. But it's right. really well done. All the conversation moments in this show, except for the ones involving terrible children, are actually really well done this episode. Right. And they are exactly those kind of small character moments that I've been wanting since the show came back this last right. episode. Because, and well, or you know what, not even this, just these last. Remember, remember when um, Ezekiel just watched a significant chunk of his, of his people get gunned down? Right. And everyone was like, we require you to get back up and fight. And he's like, give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and no one would give him a minute. This is the same thing. This episode, they do. And this shows that you can do a breather episode. Right. And still make it work and still have a dramatic fight scene. For the most part. For the most part. All right. So, <sighs> we have established now at this point the attack has happened. The, re- the, the survivors are gathered together. People are talking about how they're feeling right now because Daryl's like, you know, Daryl's with Terry, and he's like, Dwight tried to kill you. And she's like, no, I don't really think he did. Mm-hmm. And he goes, I was there, I, you know, I saw it. And she goes, yeah, you know what, I saw too. Mm-hmm. And I saw him protect us. I saw him dry- take them away. He doesn't want to be with them, he wants to be with us. And Daryl's like, whatever. And, and you have the scene where, you know, another pr- people keep coming up to Maggie and saying... You know, thank you for for being yeah. this great leader. And she's sitting there going, uh, "Just, just trying to get around the fact that mm. my need for vengeance is kind of driving some of this bloodshed." Right. And all the people, like they're all kind of brought into the to the hilltop house to sleep that night. And I guess at this point, like everyone, Maggie decides. You know what? I think we need to have. A big comfy sleepover. So we're all gonna come into the house. We, you know, they attacked last night. They're not gonna try again tonight. So we'll just have no guards, no guards of any kind, no sentries posted anywhere. No one. Now let me let me point that. Let me paint this picture a little broader here. You've just had a major assault mm-hmm. on your compound. All right. Right. Um, people have been killed, injured, and you've managed to piss off. The bad guys who are already pissed off. Now they're right. even more pissed off. And now that the fight is over, we're just going to say everything's going to be yeah, fine, fine now. We're totally fine. Nobody look no, outside. Nobody, nobody guarding the, the the prisoners. Right. Nobody guarding the prisoners. Nobody guarding the walls. Nobody checking on, oh, I don't know, anything anywhere. Because every goddamn person inside this building goes to sleep. Which is the stupidest damn right. thing. And oh, here's something else that I thought was very strange. No one, no one who was infected by these weapons shows any symptoms. I hear some coughing, but 
like we've seen people turn before and like they're dripping they're coated in sweat mm-hmm. and they they are, their eyes get sunken they start to look more like walkers before they actually become walkers but right. nobody everybody looks totally fine and there's no reason for anybody to turn as fast as they're turning and have the no no pass through stage where they actually are sick right i mean they go from he literally he is sitting up in bed talking to carol a few hours before and then suddenly he becomes a you know while he's sleeping he turns right his heart's you know his, he, he dies in his sleep and he turns and the guy two beds over is looking really bad and looking like he's got a fever and looking like he's sweating really bad so why and you know again there's so many times that this show has been very inconsistent with this, but... Right. Oh, and we missed the part. Little Henry, nobody's watched Little Henry, oh, and he grabs an AR-15 that's just kind of lying around yeah. and disappears up the stairs okay, with it. Okay, so I realize that the apocalypse is upon us, and the dead now roam the earth, but for the love of God... Keep your guns... Keep like, your guns out of the hands of small children. Right. Oh, so, Yeah. So anyway... Henry takes his gun out to the paddock where the prisoners are. There are no guards. Yeah, there no are guards. no sentries. No mm-hmm. one nope. sees him. This is, there's a small child walking around with a machine gun and who is going down to point it in the direction of the prisoners. Nobody, Nobody does anything. anything. There's no one to watch anything. And he's like, he, Gregory wakes up and he's like, which one of these guys killed my brother? And Gregory's like, I don't know who your brother is. And so then the scruffy blonde one wakes up and he's like, hey, you know, what are you doing? And, and he's like, I want to kill the guy who killed my brother. And he's like, look, you know, you, vengeance is one thing, but it's not, you can't, vengeance is not going to carry, like, you, you're not going to make you feel better. Believe me, I know, which is very interesting. I liked that little bit of, you know, little, but then the fucking long-haired horrible one wakes up. Yeah, the one who actually is responsible for Henry's brother getting right. killed. And he is like, what are you doing, stupid kid? Yeah. And the kid's like, I'm well. And then, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. So then the kid, the kid has the keys. How does the kid have the keys to the lock? The kid unlocks. Henry unlocks the gate. Henry unlocks the gate to the prisoners. Where he got the key to unlock the gate is... I never saw that scene. No. And so he's saying, who killed my brother? And all these dudes are like, we don't know who your brother is. And yeah, and then he's waving the ground around. I'm going to give you 10 minutes. But that's when all the walkers start to reanimate. And there was a, one of the prisoners had been uh, injured. Right. And so she turns and starts attacking the other prisoners. Meanwhile, the people in the house are starting to attack. Meanwhile, the guy in the in the uh, infirmary attacks a bunch of people and he kills the doctor. And when they all, when the infirmary walkers like come out, they just walk into the house. The doors to the house are standing open. Now I realize we've established it's hot out. Yes. Okay. But again, you just have been attacked by people who want to kill you dead. They want to, uh, you know, hurt the people around you. Shut the damn doors. It was. I was so angry at this show. 
during this whole section. Now, with the zombies, the the, the walkers are are, are, fr- are family and friends attacking the you know, coming out basically the attack from within, which is something that we've seen in the show before. It happened uh-huh. in the prison, right? It's not a bad thing. No, this this scene once once the walkers start attacking, that's fine, right? It's the problem is is that prior to this, you have some of the most boneheaded, stupid, tactically pointless, uncharacteristic. It happens because the writers said it was going to happen, and it's like five minutes of that, five awful minutes, because once this happens. The saviors in the pen rush Henry. Right. And horrible long-haired guy takes the gun, because of course he got the gun. And says, let's get out of here, see? And Follow me, boys! And so he opens the gates and leads some of the saviors away, but some of the saviors, including Scruffy... Oh, and Gregory goes with them. Right, and, well. But some of the saviors, including Scruffy Blonde Guy, decide they want to stay, and... They, they, they did notice that uh, Simon basically said, um, we don't want him back. You right. can kill him if you like. And they were like, you know what? I don't think I want to go home. Well, you know, maybe these saviors that escaped are going to go back to the satellite station that has been completely... <laughs> well, someone's got to go back there. Yeah. <sighs> so, so, so that somebody can come along and kill them too. Because right. that, that's oh. what that satellite station is for. It's where you send the people you want to die. Anyway, the fight is brutal. And, mm-hmm. and and good people die, and people that you know, people who one of the guy, one of the people who told Maggie that she was a good leader had been had been wounded, and mm-hmm. he's one of the guys who turned. And finally, Carol has to put the knife into the guy who cared about her, and that stinks. It does stink, and so they're sitting there, and there's she does it in a room. She's saving the life of a lady. There's a guy on the bed in the room who has been injured. And they're talking about this, going, okay, you know, it, why, yeah, they, yeah, they why all kind of happen? piece it together in that room because it's her and Rick and Maggie, and I think Daryl was in there too. And it's like everybody, how did this happen? And it's like, well, it must have been the wounds. And Rick's like, oh, Negan's bat had, had Walker blood on it. I shouldn't have mentioned that before. And well, but the <laughs> thing is, okay, in all fairness to Rick, right? It doesn't, you know, the fact that Rick thought it was Walker blood is about as good a. a thought of it being human blood because when it comes to Negan it who you know I guess does Walker blood smell different or is it yeah well, it could know, have been you know six of one half dozen so but I mean it's it's a it's a, a logical assumption for him to make at that point and the guy in the bed goes oh huh that <laughs> might explain the reason I feel so bad you know it would probably be a good idea if one of you were to kill me now because I'm not going to be able to do it to myself right and right now, um, you should do that. Mm-hmm. And they all kind of look at him, and he's like, "It's what has to happen." And I mean, there's, but again, there's these little moments right. where, like, Sadiq, uh, there's a guy who's who's been bit, and Sadiq holds him down and looks at Rick and goes, "Help me!" Yeah. And Rick looks at him and goes, "Right." And they <laughs> and gets out and chops the guy's arm off. And I mean, Rick has got this. Rick has yet to look at Sadiq and say, you're the reason my son is dead. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, I blame Negan for the situation, but Carl saved you, and that's where, where he got yeah. bit. And, and Sadiq keeps showing up and going, I need you to engage with things. Right. <laughs> and, and Rick's like, right. So I think, I think, 
I have a funny feeling that Sadiq, if he stays in the show, is going to end up being a fairly pivotal character right. over the long term. Well, apparently he is in the comics. Sadiq is very important in the comics, but who knows? We'll yeah, just I have to find know. out. Um, so. so the next scene is everybody, like they call in the core group, which now includes Enid for some reason, because Carl's dead and they need a teen. They need a plucky teen. I guess. And Tara is there. And they tell them what happened. Like, we think that we've just been attacked biologically. And Tara's like, oh, shit. I was shot with an arrow. Isn't karma a bitch? But, of course, all of the other people who have been infected turned already or were already feeling symptoms. And she didn't look like she was showing symptoms at all. Well, and and I think that we kind of came to the conclusion that Dwight would not be the kind of person to have immediately said, yes, let me cover my weapons in even if he biological Even agent. if he hadn't gone double agent, he would not have been that person. Because, because as much as we can complain about Dwight at various points, overall, his overall character arc has made somebody who has was brutal under duress. Right. He was. This was never an, a, a built-in nature mm-hmm. of the man. And probably Gavin probably would have been that guy too if we had gotten. And you know, I think that if Gavin, if Gavin had lived, if Gavin had accepted, if Gavin had accepted um, Ezekiel's offer, mm-hmm. then we could have seen that out of Gavin. Right. Because we all agree, we agree, we agreed that Gavin was very much of the saviors that we encountered. The one who was, he was doing this because he thought it was the best way to survive. Right. Not because he was inherently evil. So, so, so that's kind of where we end. Right, well, no, we have one more little thing right. to talk about. And that is Henry. So after Henry got knocked down. And saviors escaped, and the, everything ends. Um, somebody says, we can't find little Henry. <laughs> and Carol's <laughs> like, what? I must go save the, the, the adorable little moppet from hell. Oh, and they go looking, and they're like, Henry, 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 where are you? And they look, and they look under the couch, and they look behind the refrigerator. And the scrappy and little they... guy's like, hey, Henry came in last night with an AR-15, and he's the one who let us all out. And she's, and now he's gone. He's gone forever. And she's like, ah, oh, crap. So I think next episode is going to be part of, partly, Morgan and Carol off looking for Henry. And it is my great hope. And again, I like children. You have small children. I have small children. And they are, they are, they are overall. Passable at best. <laughs> They're passable at best. I like your kids, but I also don't live here. Yeah, I get to leave. Got a really no, long your children. Your children are are great. My daughter was was small once. Um, I was a small child once. You, in fact, were a small child once. This is a small child of a puppy. Mm. Small children are fine. Henry is awful. Mm-hmm. So if Henry dies next episode, I I shall not weep for yeah. Henry. I will not be disturbed about Henry's death the way that that uh, Sophia too. And puppy uh, were disturbing. Right. Um, and I'm going to have a hard time accepting that Carol is going to weep all that much for yeah. Henry. Except for the fact that Melissa McBride will make us believe it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, who knows? If we can just get through another couple of years, we can offer Henry some pot and everything will be okay. <laughs> so there you go. Five terrible minutes in, and 40 good minutes. 40 solid minutes. It's a, Yeah. So 
But God, those five minutes were terrible. Oh, and it just it it, it legitimately ruined the episode for me. I, I legitimately ruined. It. Overall, it didn't, but it was it was infuriating that somewhere in the in the script process, in the script process, in the editing process, nobody sat there and looked over and went, you know, this these five pages right here, these five pages are the worst. Can we get a rewrite here so that they're not so the worst? That would be great. But anyway. Because here's my, my thing about it. The exact same thing. Enough people were injured mm-hmm. to where the exact same thing. Like, I, I, I go back to On Fear the Walking Dead when Alicia has led the survivors of the compound into the bunker. And they're slowly suffocating to death. Right. And she is trapped with the suffocating people. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and air is running out, and all of a sudden, she's kind of going unconscious, and in the background, you see, like, three people stand up. Right. In that really unnatural way. Right. And you realize people are starting to turn. So on TV, we're seeing the episode re- replay as we're doing this, and it, there's a shot of the amount of space uh-huh. that is... Is encompasses on Hilltop. Right. There is plenty of room for them to have had sentries and people to be together in groups and made it just as creepy and disturbing and right. just as terrible. Well, and my point is, even if they had had sentries and people standing, you know, there would have been no way to stop what was happening because enough people had been injured. Enough people were in that house injured. Right. To where when they started to turn, there would have been no stopping the chaos. Right. But instead, they almost they almost go out of their way to show that nobody is paying attention. Right. I mean, people are making people fall down stairs, Dustin. People fall down stairs. Oh. Nobody wakes up. It's just it was it was so it was infuriating, infuriating. So I was mad. I remain mad. So yeah, it was it was the show the show because 40, 40 really solid minutes, five minutes of let's burn the show to the ground. Mm. So anyway, huh. three more episodes of this season. Woo. And it looks like next episode, uh, we get our uh, Jadis and Negan Battle of the Century throwdown. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I don't know. She's going to talk at him. Yeah, she's going <laughs> to talk at him. Hopefully, she'll use prepositions. God, I hope so. So, anyway, thank you guys for listening. As always, this is on Pilots now. Um, we have a sleepy puppy on the couch. And a sleepy dusto. And a sleepy dusto. I, I am also not... I, I could I could rest. Anyway, we'll be back next week with more Zompocalypse Now. Uh, as always, if you could like us, uh, you could like us on Facebook. Right. You can follow Dustin and I on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't actually have a Zompocalypse Now Twitter account. Um, considering that my track record with actually using my Twitter account, this may not be a good idea. But we do have a Facebook page, Zompocalypse Now. Uh, you can also... Find us on podcasts.com and iTunes. And, you know, we might actually, I've been toying around with the idea of maybe bringing in guests. Well, you know what? I was just thinking about that the uh, yesterday, as a matter of fact, that this show could also benefit from some additional voices because mm-hmm. you guys hear us all the time. And I, on Wednesday, talked to Laura and said, tell that Curtis fellow that we mm-hmm. miss him. And she goes, he's working nights now. Yeah. So he's back at uh, yeah, the green room. room. Well, and I talked to Jay- Jason Miller on Facebook. He posted something about Walking Dead, and I was like, "Hey, do you watch the show? Do you want to yeah hang and so, a podcast sometime?" We again, we would love to have more people on here because we like I like Dustin and everything, and Maybe. I like Dustin yeah. and the puppy. But still, 
we used to have a lot more people involved in the process and it was more of a group party kind of thing which is all right so anyway thanks again for listening guys we'll be back next week with more of this little thing we do dustin thank you thank you tim and thank you guys for listening so apocalypse now is produced by timothy harvey and dustin adair all rights reserved